Welcome to the Mojo Mecca. We are a media, wellness and artistry hub that is in celebration of the earth, inspired to live in a mindful, healthful way, humbled by the depths of inner exploration and the power of practicing daily rituals, in love with the beauty of cultures worldwide and the adventurous nature of travel, and dedicated to a life of heart-centeredness, purposeful pursuits, and a whole lot of mojo. Hi guys, welcome back to another podcast. Apologies again about the delay in between podcasts. I really, really would love to be on a fortnightly podcast schedule, and that is definitely my intention going forward. I have a few other beautiful guests lined up, so definitely stay tuned for more frequent podcasts. I've just been in transit mode um, coming back from Southeast Asia to Australia, so it's been a bit of a settling in time for me and kind of reorganizing time timing and schedules for um, connecting for these podcasts, but I really am excited to share this one with you today. So today I am speaking to Yanina. She is the creator, creatress of The Wild Core, which is a beautiful project all founded around the concepts and topics and um missions of self-care, of nature reconnection, rewilding and eco-activism. And so this conversation is definitely about exploring our relation to the earth and how, how this connection and this relationship can really create a lot more self-love self-acceptance, body acceptance, addiction recovery, and many different things just in in the most natural way. And then, yeah, obviously she speaks about her story, um, overcoming addiction and extreme body issues, body loathing, as I definitely resonate with and have experienced myself. Um, and then, yeah, how, how nature basically sa- saved her life and um, spending time remotely in nature allowed her to naturally come to a lot of um, healing in those ways. And now how she incorporates this in her project and marries it with with activist work. And so we have a, a very big um, portion of the conversation about the state of our planet and eco-anxiety and how we can come to peace with that and really not let it overwhelm us. So if you're as much of a, <laughs> um, yeah, eco-anxious person as me, then you will definitely benefit from some of the tips that she gives in this conversation. Um, I'll just stop it here and I'll let you guys enjoy this um, conversation with Yanina. So I grew up in a small town in Germany <clears throat> and yeah, growing up, I, I struggled a lot just making, just trying to make myself fit um, in the conventional ways and the systems that we live in. And it started already with, with school that I um, 
that I felt it's not my natural way of how how I learn, how I perceive the world, how I explore things. And I, I struggle a lot with rigid structures and um, actually people telling me what to do and what to learn and about things I wasn't interested in. And so I always had a, a strong sense of um, how I, I want to do things and what's my approach to learning and exploring the world and um, yeah it was it was really not easy to just go about everyday life like this and um, I was also always very sensitive and um, empathic and so I, when I got older came into puberty and I learned more about the state of the world, about the pollution and the injustices happening and, you know, all of the mess. It started already quite early that I felt this, this pain of the world within me and I didn't have the tools to act or to take care of myself, of these emotions, of everything that comes with it. And yeah, I went through a phase of um, intense alcohol and drug consumption for more than 10 years. And I struggled with an eating disorder. And yeah, it was just really, really messy for quite a while. <clears throat> and at some point I, I moved to Berlin and I started studying there. I was really interested first in, you know, all the all the beauty and the aesthetical things. So I started studying design, but yeah, I was never truly satisfied with it because I felt there are so important things to do to take care of the world, to take care of each other. And mm, I, I felt like design wasn't, um, yeah, it wasn't really fulfilling what what I was craving inside, but I didn't know what it was that was missing. And yeah, at some point I I started doing yoga, actually because of pain in my body, because yeah, I was working so much on the computer and I was partying so much and really not taking care of my body. Um, so it. It brought me there and yeah, with attending my first yoga class, this whole new universe opened and I was like, wow, okay, this is how, how it can feel when, you, when you're in contact with your body and your inner world and when there's a completely different space and rhythm than, you know, this fast paced and performance oriented um, rhythms we find ourselves in usually and yeah the transformation that followed was really radical I mean <laughs> um, suddenly I felt also a super strong call into nature and I, I took a pause from my studies and I went to France and I went woofing so working uh, on permaculture farms and 
this was also a similar moment like when arriving in the first yoga class or when I put my hands for the first time in the soil and started working with plants with food I was like oh wow this is this is how life could actually be and experiencing how nourishing it is it is to work in nature to work with the soil with the to just be in the natural wild organic world it was so nourishing and wholesome and so i i it really wasn't a choice it just i i had to follow follow this path and yeah so i spent several months um working and living in different places in nature i met incredible people who yeah who live really simple and modest life in uh, in intimate contact with nature and it was also the first time i met people who who i felt that they had this sense of really being content and this groundedness that I, I never experienced from oh, very rarely in people in in the city and in the conventional ways of yeah of how how we do it <laughs> and yeah I was touched so deeply that I, I couldn't go back to Berlin I, I felt like wow I, I don't fit in here anymore and also it was so difficult to get away from the old habits and the old environment so all of my friends were working in techno clubs and taking drugs and still inviting me to go out and and i yeah started going to bed very early and got up at 5 a.m every morning to go to to my yoga school and it just felt so weird like living in a parallel universe and yeah so so i felt like the only thing i need to do to get out of it and to take care of myself is to continue doing yoga and so i moved into an ashram in germany for one year where i worked and i did my teacher training and i started teaching and it was yeah an amazing year it was such a challenge to overcome all these old habits and get really confronted with them also for the first time because i think only when you take some kind of distance to it you you realize okay wow the mess you're actually in and so not having the usual coping mechanisms anymore of having a beer or a cigarette and then working a lot at the same time like working in the sense of working in the teams in the ashrams taking care of the guests and then you have your spiritual practice which is really hard work too if you meditate every day and you confront yourself every day with your inner world and what comes up so yeah it was it was really crazy time really um really rich time and i came out as a as a completely different person um like it was even strange for me at the beginning to see this person to look in the mirror and see wow it's just such a different person like 
I, I carried around so much darkness and so much pain and confusion and suddenly it all dissolved and transformed and yeah and with this um the wish or the need to live in nature and to work with nature just got stronger and stronger so after the, the ashram i i went back to france and to the places and the people that um, nourished me so so deeply and yeah so now i'm in a transition phase of moving there and finding finding a place there now with my partner and i have this vision of creating a healing place in nature because the experience in the ashram was so profound and so um so wholesome that yeah this wish evolved in me that i i would love to create a place like this but not in the sense of an ashram not um, connected to any um, philosophy or religion or strict rules but just a place where people can arrive in nature take care of themselves get in contact with each other and also yeah get get into their strength and because yeah i feel these nourishing places these safe places spaces are so so important that we create them yeah wow what a beautiful story and <laughs> i'm sure it will just continue to be um even more so um i definitely completely resonate with your journey and the different phases that you've been through and um yeah, I myself also for years like smoked and drunk a lot and took a lot of drugs and um, and also have been through um, anorexia in my teens. And so it sounds like we've had very uh, parallel <laughs> um, like paths in that sense of um, I like to think of it as as definitely necessary on my path of like really finding out what I do want and need and what does nourish me because I feel like humans generally are quite, uh, it's interesting the way that a lot of us learn things. It's almost like if we've, <laughs> if we've fucked up or like if we've made like a lot of mistakes or gone too far, then we're like, Oh, whoops, got to go back, got to try something else. And I obviously we're seeing this on a global scale too with the destruction of the natural environment and it's, obviously just you know as within so without like we do that on an individual level too we kind of tend to go too far and then make radical changes whereas like obviously a more healthy way would be to just be a bit more consistent and <laughs> you know like not have to go through those extremes but um yeah it's interesting that we've both been through that and um have you found that or do you feel inspired to also um, like connect with and help other people who are maybe making that, that transition out of maybe those certain patterns or like self-destructive behaviors? And because I've found that naturally I've attracted people um, in those similar spaces and that maybe, um, you know, maybe just need another ear to listen, you know, about what's going on for them or like assistance in kind of transitioning out of those 
those patterns or um yeah how like i guess in the immediate um i mean we could speak to many of the different um ways but i would love to hear more about your journey with um definitely your connection to body and to your um yeah body image and um how that's evolved through the years and um yeah how how do you feel like it it began and um what was that journey like for you i mean you don't need to go too in depth it just as much as you feel to but um yeah and and what was that like kind of defining point where you realized um that you you were being you know self-destructive or like really not not on a good path with the way that you were treating or feeding or not feeding um your vessel or um yeah because i feel like a lot of us especially women go through that to some degree yeah it actually took me a long time to realize that i'm even struggling with an eating disorder because um i grew up um and was raised with the idea that um having strict diets and always changing diets and you know controlling your your eating and um so much is is normal and then i got really early into fashion and fashion photography so i started modeling a bit and taking photographs myself and so it was just normal to be really skinny it was just yeah not something you would ever question it was just the status quo to to achieve and um yeah and i just did all these things like ordering diet pills from the internet when i was 14 and i never i never was like um um now i'm missing the word in english like really really skinny and so from the outside you you wouldn't have guessed it maybe that there's something going wrong um but yeah i was just not eating for like skipping out meals and um i always loved it when after partying and taking drugs i was skinnier than before and i don't know it was just this whole never feeling um good enough and beautiful enough in my body which is it's so weird when i now look at pictures of myself and i was so skinny back then and i i felt like a fat person and i hated my body and it's so so strange how this this outer image and how we feel inside have nothing to do with each other anymore like it's so far away from the actual reality and and yeah it was actually in the ashram where when i meditated a lot and when i didn't have the coping mechanisms anymore of taking drugs and drinking um i started eating i i used eating for coping with the stress and so i gained weight and at some point i i i stood in front of the mirror and i perceived these voices in my head for the first time they were telling like disgusting things about myself and i was like wow this is so crazy like i'm standing here and i'm looking at myself and i'm 
I'm saying all these hateful things to myself and it was just horrible to experience consciously for the first time. I was like, wow, this is really, like, really sick. Like, well, why am I doing this to myself? And I felt really powerless. Like, how do, okay, now what do I do with it? And yeah, and it was, <clears throat> it was a process over, over years of, I mean, when you realize for the first time, okay, there is a problem and then yeah usually uh, a first reaction is okay I just wanted to go away but for me I, I found that I really had to to embrace it and to accept it and say okay you're, you're here and yeah these these demons they the voices and how how can I take care of them and mm, it was a long process of always checking in, okay, what are the stories I tell about myself and are they true or are they don't? And if they don't, I tell them, okay, please leave. And but um, the most profound um, healing moments for me were when I spent time in nature, when I was alone in nature and was naked in nature for the first time. And I really dropped into my body and into how does my body feel instead of how does it look like? And perceiving all these amazing sensations for the first time, like really consciously, the sun on the skin, the wind in the hair. And um, yeah, just feeling, okay, I'm part of this big, beautiful world this natural world and i'm no other than the trees and the waterfalls and there is no need for me to to manipulate myself to control myself i'm just just that and the more time i spend in nature the less i i mean cared about makeup or um getting rid of my body hair and yeah it just became i became more of natural uh, being like it's just at some point it, it didn't make any sense anymore to um, to condemn myself and to to think bad about myself because yeah the way I can look at at nature marvel at nature I I am this nature and we all are and this is a really important realization I think and I would love to share one one moment that was so uh, important also. It was when I was at my first rainbow gathering. So rainbow gatherings are um, gatherings of people in nature over one moon cycle and they live without, it's not a festival, it's living together and it's without electricity and everything is self-organized and it's um, donation-based. So it's really um, grounded and really a, such a nourishing place and I saw there women for the first time like of all ages and of all shapes and not only women like men children uh, naked dancing around the fire and I just experienced for the first time I was walking naked over over the place and this um, experience of okay i'm naked and nobody cares nobody looks at me nobody judges me nobody whistles after me like it's in the city we're often so sexualized as women if you walk around um, on the street and wear 
a short skirt or something like this and to make this experience well i'm just here and nobody cares about my cellulite about my body hair and i'm just being showered with love and acceptance and this was like yes this is <laughs> this is the world i want to live in and this is the world i want to create and i want to radiate out and yeah yeah i'm really grateful for the rainbow family and again spaces like this where we can just be mm -hmm. yeah i think that point that you made and that realization about um just us being innately part of the natural world is just such a huge point because it, yeah it really shifts that focus away from which is essentially just kind of negative mind spirals that we <laughs> that we take uh too seriously <laughs> um and just like really it's almost like you take that that eagle eye perspective like you're able to zoom out and 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 see it for what it is like you said you did um you started to do when you were like looking at yourself in the mirror and i think that's a really like good practice that anyone can incorporate if they're finding themselves you know taking themselves apart in the in the mirror saying all of these things that are negative it's there is always another perspective available like there is always another way to think about yourself even if it's just yeah just try and catch to catch those thoughts in the moment and and transform them and um yeah i really definitely resonate with that and um and also with what you spoke about about just being alone in nature and how much can naturally get revealed in that space without you even consciously trying to heal anything <laughs> but i feel like it's just it happens also beautifully and um organically uh yeah and yeah like you said all of those things that you thought you know about your body were just kind of naturally dropping away in in their own time or like they just made less sense to you <laughs> um so yeah i definitely definitely resonate with that it's just interesting yeah because obviously a lot of people live in city environments and so it's more so a big like treat or experience or retreat that they go on to to go to somewhere in nature or like a holiday they plan <laughs> um rather than that being their everyday life um so yeah i i don't know <laughs> it's just interesting the way that society you know like the city life has been set up it's just more and more and more removed from the natural cycles and you know even you know look at apartment buildings no one's even touching the ground they you know they're completely not grounded <laughs> to any like natural currents coming from the earth or like any kind of it's i i feel like it's a lot more work in the city to stay connected but yet yeah i think there is always the opportunity to like you said to um to transform things but i definitely feel like you can't you can't do i don't know the, <laughs> i don't know how to explain it but it's like if you're not i just feel like it's so direct when you're actually just like you said spend time in nature away from um those sort of built up worlds it, it, you can't replicate that in any other way because it like once you have that experience and um have that transformation there's there's nothing that comes close and 
Um, yeah, I definitely, definitely resonate, definitely resonate with that. I also recently was on a retreat um, in Thailand, like co-facilitating and because um, I also do photography. A lot of the, um, yeah, it was an all women's retreat. It was like a self-love retreat. Um, so obviously everyone was coming there with that sort of intention to find ways to love themselves more. And I was taking photos of everyone. Um, I like offered a small photo shoot for everyone on the retreat. And um, yeah, it was really interesting. All of the women who I photographed ended up, well, pretty much all of them ended up for being photographed naked, completely naked in nature. And like we were down in the ocean and um, it was just really beautiful to have that direct experience with women experiencing themselves like like you said as a part of nature and um that it's not about the shape of your body it's more about like yeah like the sensations of nature around you and how you feel in connection to nature and how you feel in your body and um yeah so that was just a really beautiful experience for me because a lot of um it's definitely a profound experience also your first time being naked and naked around you know not naked obviously um not your first time being naked but i guess your first time around other like a group big group of people being naked <laughs> like that that vulnerability that comes up but how much can be transformed in that in that space too and how much acceptance can come forward because you yeah you are like you're so childlike again and that that vulnerable and that innocence and um yeah it's interesting how that's been you know that's almost been like taken trying to people trying to take that away from you you know that that childlike innocence of being naked that it's just mm -hmm. over sexualized and you know seen as like porn or seen as like slutty or you know all of these words that kind of come and or are associated with being naked or like you're going to be objectified or you're going to be da 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 so Mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> it's just, I, I feel like there's a beautiful movement though happening and I've definitely I've seen what you've been doing in terms of like you have that beautiful account that's like body love letters where people um submit what do they do they just send you photos and and captions or um yeah mm -hmm. how did that come about how did you start to share like well yeah or receive those sort of messages from people to people because I guess you were sharing more about your body journey and um yeah it's so interesting we all have <laughs> crazy crazy patterns in our mind about certain parts of our body that you know from the outside seem ridiculous but <laughs> we tend to be like it's just yeah it's just interesting so yeah how did that how did that come about um and have you found it to be powerful for yeah for the women who've been involved in it yeah so the body love letters came to be um like honesty and authenticity is like so important for me and in the work that i do because we experience it so little because we are used to everyone wearing masks um either like if you look at the at the looks at the um, outtake appearance or like when it comes to showing our emotions like so much is focused on you know just functioning or giving a good picture and 
um, I've suffered from this so much because I would love to live in a world where I'm allowed to express myself as I am and that includes how my body looks, that includes all my emotions, just being able to express ourselves as we are. And I mean, Instagram is the perfect example of how this is not happening. <laughs> it's everyone is using filters. Everyone is showing just the pretty sides the, from the holidays, from when everything is fine and they're in a good mood and happy and making a lot of money and everything is super smooth. And this is not the reality. Like this is not the whole picture. And for me, the question is and was how can we use media in a way that is more authentic and in a way that is um, more connecting in a, in a sense that, yeah, we don't compete with each other or we don't create these, these pretty images, but we connect on a base of, hey, where are we actually struggling? Where are our insecurities? And, and by sharing about them, by opening up about them, we, we create a, a more nourishing surrounding and social media actually can become something, mm, something nourishing. And with the Body Lot Letters, the idea was to, to give a platform where people can share about their real stories about where they were struggling in coming to a more accepted state with their bodies and um, so they get the invitation to share I mean they can choose a certain body part with they struggled with and then um, share what what was the story behind them what they have experienced um, what um, yeah oftentimes we have made experiences with mobbing or oftentimes it's just our own voices in our heads. And so to, um, to speak about it, to share it, it already is such a um, possibility to release it and to let it go. And by making a picture, you can do a ritual with it and, um, yeah, and kind of come to closure. So the invitation is for the end to write a love letter to this one part you weren't able to accept earlier or you struggled with and, um, yeah, come to peace with. And, yeah, it's just really touching um, reading the stories of the, um, until now, only women who have joined, but it's open for all genders. Um, and... Yeah, it's really beautiful to create a space of more honesty and without filters and without this pressure of having to perform. And yeah, so this is one question that um, that I've been sitting with, how to use media in a more nourishing way. And because initially this is what what brings us there. We see the pictures of only the skinny women, of only the women who... Um, represent certain body types but this is yeah only a very narrow picture of the whole reality so we need to see different bodies more mm -hmm. yeah I think we are definitely collectively in a movement towards a lot more body acceptance I mean even in 
Yeah, because I relate it very similar to when you were talking about being in, um, uh, like when you started having unhealthy body image and, you know, it was just kind of in within the fashion industry, it was just, that was the one body type. And if you liked fashion or like you were interested in fashion and you looked at a lot of fashion stuff, that's all you saw. And so naturally, if you're being shown that image over and over, you're like, oh, I need to be that. So I, I had the similar experience of being interested in fashion and all of those thin inspiration type things. And, and that was very damaging um, for me through my teens to, to have that as an aspiration and like it wasn't my natural body shape. So um, it required obviously eating a lot less and <laughs> unhealthy mentalities and anyways. So, yeah, but I definitely feel like there is a movement happening. I know it's still got a long way to go, but I do feel like positive about the way that um, things are moving. Um, I feel like, yeah, I guess we'll get into it a lot more too on a, on a collective and the um, environmental and political level too. Obviously, a lot of us are waking up to a lot of things right now and, um yeah, but I, I do I do definitely see the change within the fashion world. And, um, yeah, I think the more of us, like you said, who use media as medicine and use media as a, as a platform to inspire authenticity and um, healing, then, you know, and there are more and more people doing that. And, like, you and I have done just creating platforms and spaces for people to um, connect to and share stories and um, realise our, our common... <laughs> threads of um issues and you know we all go through very similar things um on a on a broader sense it's all like obviously individual experiences but we all struggle with the same issues um which ultimately i guess are all about love and self-love and um purpose like why are we here <laughs> um but yeah i would love to hear about how the wild core came into being like was it uh i'm very always very interested like how certain people's projects or businesses or um yeah passion passions like begin was there did you um and also the name i'd love for you to share about why you chose that name and and what it represents um and also just yeah your intention for yeah, your platform and everything that you are creating through there. Mm, yeah, the wild core. Um, it started actually with a pretty dark time. And that was when I, I came back um, after my year in the ashram and living in nature. And I returned back to the city and all of my previous life was kind of gone I mean I didn't have the relationship to the friends anymore because I needed to kind of pause them to get away from the yeah from the drinking and the partying and I didn't have my apartment anymore in Berlin and then I didn't have my old job anymore so and I felt really overwhelmed coming back to the city and experiencing how you know just normal life in the city and I was like wow it's just so cold and there's so much separation and so much struggle on so many different levels and um, 
yeah, I didn't feel like I can be part of it and I wasn't sure if I want to be a part of it. And I went through a phase of depression and anxiety attacks and it was really difficult. And But at some point, I, yeah, I, the switch happened because I have so much love for life <laughs> and for nature and so much passion for expressing what wants to be expressed to me and I have this wish of touching other people and yeah offering them the space to come into connection with nature and their own nature and so the wild core um, really represents this space within us that is still free from conditioning that is free from all the stories that we collect and that we experience and um yeah just mm. to start again and to yeah to come to this wild original place again and explore from that and um yeah it i mean i started as a yoga teacher but then i i realized i'm I'm not really a yoga teacher. It was my medicine and my first steps into um, into getting to know, okay, I want to work with people and I want to create spaces where we can explore ourselves. And this has moved to a, a more way more intuitive practice and practices. And so now... Um, I am offering workshops where people can in get in, in contact with their, well, basically what is underneath all of it is connection. Connection to ourselves, connection to each other and to nature. Because I also feel on a, yeah, on a broader image when we look globally, I feel like this lies underneath it all. We have lost the connection to nature this is why all of this exploitation can even happen if we would yeah be in contact with that it's a living organism that needs to be taken care of we wouldn't exploit it like this and then it comes to our own bodies and it's the same mechanism again that we go over our limits again and again and so with the wild core i'm yeah, I'm opening the space to explore these questions. Okay, how am I in relationship with nature? How am I in relationship with my own nature? That is my body through movement, through sensing. And how am I in relationship with other people? And um, how can I relate to them about communication, like non-verbal or verbal? And it's this whole bringing it together and nourishing it from within and yes so right now I'm, I'm planning the retreats for next year and this will be all about rewilding and also I'm very interested in the question how can we create new culture in a sense of how can we come together and have exchanges and also bring this from the workshop space and this bubble of healing yoga spirituality into the actual communities into the everyday life this is really 
um, yeah, what I, I'm exploring right now and, and taking part in a social uh, permaculture training in a few weeks. And this is really something that interests me, like how can we get out of our bubbles or how can we connect certain bubbles? Because in, in each bubble or space or environment, there are certain gifts and abilities and how can they come together? How can we create connection where it is needed and it's not there yet? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I'd love to explore that a bit more because it's very, yeah, I, I definitely see that in um, the last few years, obviously being like traveling and living in um, a lot of places where, you know, they are more spiritually minded or they're kind of like hubs for that sort of thing. But then it tends to, like you say, become a bit of a bubble and, and no one leaves that bubble or is able to like impact or speak to or connect like on a, you know, um, I don't know, on a real level with other issues that other people may be facing in different um, bubbles, if you call it <laughs> like that. So there's definitely, yeah, I definitely agree that there is a, um, yeah, that kind of, it can also be like its own little scene that people don't really connect to other people outside of it or something. I don't know how to, if you, if you understand what I mean, just um, I've definitely been looking at that too in, in how to um, bridge worlds together or different like aspects of um, or different lifestyles and things together because um, everyone's here to live in their own unique way. I don't feel like there is one like lifestyle for everyone. Also obviously within um, that not, not everyone's going to be a traveling nomadic <laughs> type or no, like some people do really find nourishment or like fulfillment from working in a city. I don't, I don't know. Like there's different, like I don't think we're really going to completely shut down cities, maybe eventually on a, on a broader sense on planet Earth, but um, obviously people are in their own timeline of like transitioning out of that if they want to, or maybe some people it's not their path to <laughs> completely go off grid in this lifetime. And um, I've definitely been coming more to that understanding too. I guess, yeah, it's interesting because a lot of the time you tend to, if you see things in one way, then you want everyone to see this, the thing life in the exact same way as you but it it's not really realistic either and like you say it's all about just like the individual finding connection to themselves and to to nature in whatever way it um resonates with them <laughs> that was a long tangent I don't know what I was saying but it was just kind of yeah I definitely resonate with with you need to be able to resonate with all different types of people and and, and communicate in a language and develop offerings that are more accessible, um, broader, like for a broader um, range of people and bring a broader range of people together and different um, ethnicities and backgrounds. And um, yeah, um, yeah. How do you feel like um, you would like to continue to, to do that, I guess, and, and develop your offerings so that they're not just one little bubble also. Mm -hmm. So what I just started are the Earth Keepers Gatherings, I've titled them, and this um, 
evolved exactly out of this need actually um, and this question how how to bring different environments and different people together and um, because I was also at some point kind of fed up with I had the feeling um, that this healing spiritual spirituality scene it's, it's circling around itself but um, the question is okay how can we you know let it ripple out and I mean it does anyway in an individual sense from every person but how can we more actively invite other people into the spaces and um, share the medicine and so the earth keepers gatherings which I did um, here in Germany now I um, invited activists from the Extinction Rebellion this international environmental movement that is um, uh, evolving everywhere right now and it was actually so beautiful to see that yes it makes so much sense because so many times people people who are um, working in um, in activism or in social positions like taking care of um, others and taking care of like the big issues and um, yeah also just the everyday everyday things like nurses they have so much responsibility and so much work to do and um, so when we bring these things together and ask the question okay how can we act from a more nourishing place and how can we give people who are already doing so much actively how can we give them the tools to take care of themselves to get in contact with their bodies to nourish themselves and yeah it was such a beautiful beautiful exchange and so for me i will continue to to see how i can yeah bring myself into into the community in france also and work there with organic shops and see how can we how can we create the communities consciously we live in and not just consume and I think this is such an important issue of our time to empower ourselves again, also to do to take political decisions and to yeah to take responsibility actually. And um, I also um, brought forth the Earth Keepers online gatherings, which is a bit of a different concept. So it's free for everyone to join, and it opens the space to talk about our emotions about the climate crisis and about the state of, of the world and um, yeah that we have the space that we can share about it and in it I'm also sharing methods of Joanna Macy who is an environmental activist of how we deal with this pain for the world with the overwhelm um, with everything that comes with it how can we how can we embrace it how can we use it to for our actions um, that I feel are so necessary now. Like it's, it's so important that we come into action uh, right now. Um, and yes, for the Earth Keepers gatherings online, there's also Josephine Becker with, with me, who is part of the Extinction Rebellion. And she it, within them shares um, the part about 
talking about the Extinction Rebellion, explaining what it is, how we can get involved. And she was also part of the um, International Action Week that was in October where activists blocked the uh, capitals all over the world. And she would speak about what happened there, what she learned there. And so it's a bit of reaching the hand and taking the people who want to take action but don't know how, to, how and where to start. And on the other side, um, show the people who are already involved how to take better care of themselves, how to nourish themselves. And yeah, this is the whole whole idea behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, they sound really amazing. I definitely have to join. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> um, it's really interesting, I've found within myself. Um, because obviously we, we all care about the earth. We all like us of, uh, like who are kind of inspired to live in a, in a healthy way or, you know, who are into this sort of lifestyle and have this connection to the earth. Like we feel all of this on a deep level and, uh, it's very painful, obviously to, to see the suffering that's going around and, um, it's yeah it's also very overwhelming and um i've found there are certain points or days or times where i feel well obviously i understand my position like um in terms of like the every daily decision i make is uh like valuable or um I understand the responsibility I have obviously within like um, sustainability and with plastic use and all of this. And um, how do you, yeah, how would you suggest people, um, because I know myself, there are certain times where maybe I'll make a decision or use a bit of plastic or da da da, whatever it is, um, something that I do that has environmental impact, which everything does, but certain things more than others. Um, like I've noticed I have like guilt and shame and that those energies, yes, they can be valuable if you transform them, but there is also no use in, even if it is, you know, coming from a good place of wanting to be more sustainable, I don't really think it's healthy for us to feel guilty and ashamed for, you know, making one decision that, that may be like not as (laughs) sustainable as others, if that makes sense to you, because I, I, I feel like there's a lot coming at us in the media too of um, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. There's so many things that, yes, we can all be doing a lot more sustainably. And, yes, all of those decisions have meaning. And I think people are naturally um, in that process, I think, like on a collective level, we can look at what's in our supermarkets now in terms of health foods. We can look at, um, you know, plastic bags being banned in a lot of places and, there's a lot of movements happening that 20 years ago we wouldn't have even had any information on. So I feel like we need to be like very proud of the way that society's going in a lot of ways, but then also simultaneously there's a lot that's really being destroyed right now and a lot of systems that are not working and are kind of reaching a point where they're having huge, huge impacts on the natural environment. And um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just feel like, there's also like eco anxiety that I experience quite a lot mm-hmm. too of 
perhaps feeling like I'm not doing enough. I should care about all of these different things, but there's so many causes to care about and donate to. And, you know, there's a lot of times where you can feel like you're not doing enough. Um, like how would you suggest people to, to move with, move that energy, I guess. And, um, yeah, like what in terms of practices or mindsets or little things that people can do, because obviously also not everyone cares about every aspect of everything that's got, you know, there's certain things like maybe some people are really into ocean conservation and then maybe, you know, there's a lot of people have very different um, passions. I mean, naturally, but within the environmental movement too, of causes that they really feel to get behind, like, how would you suggest people, yes, like get, like, I guess, transform that, that overwhelming feeling because it's definitely very overwhelming, especially with what we see daily on social media and in the media about everything going on. <laughs> There's so much. So yeah. How would you suggest people to like transform that energy and, and feel empowered instead of overwhelmed? Uh-huh. I think what is so important to point out is um, because you were talking about shame and guilt and it's so important that we understand that us as individuals, um, we are not here to carry the whole burden of the world. And it's so important to understand that we live in a system that um, is exploitative and the system, like 20 companies are being responsible for 20% of the whole CO2 emissions. So what we actually can do on an individual level when it comes to consumption, it's like, it's, you know, it's important in a sense that we do things that we feel like we are moving and that we are having an impact. But the, the really important thing of this time is also how do we get the political leaders to um, to influence the companies who do all the harm and yeah the harm is done by companies and big corporations and yeah the I just saw um, a statistic today that the richest ten percent of the people are responsible for almost half percent of the CO two emissions and it's I think it's so important that we that we understand that we are part of a toxic system, but um, that it's not us, you know, people like you and me who have to carry the blame and who are the evil people. We are not. And um, to get out of this feeling of overwhelm, I have experienced the best thing is actually to take action and um, what you said is very important too. Like there's no, you know, I don't think there's like the right thing to do or it's more, okay, where am I at? What are my abilities? What are my passions? And how can I use this to take action? And, you know, everyone has a very unique place and is a piece of the puzzle. and. Um, yeah, it helps a lot to to find out what is it you're really good at, what is it you love to do, and then focus on this. And um, yeah, focus on on what you're really passionate about, and at the same time, 
um, connect with like-minded people, connect with people who take action, who care for the earth, who care for each other and don't be alone with it. Um, the more we speak about it and the more we create actively this world, we, we wish to see the, yeah, the, the better we feel inside because we get out of this feeling of, of overwhelm. And um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's so uh, crazy to see what is happening simulta simultaneously on the earth. Like there's so much beauty happening, so much amazing, beautiful things. And then there's terror happening, like you, you can't even wrap your head around. And yeah, just, yeah, just connect with your heart and move from that place or what wants to be expressed through me and just take one step after the other. It's really important, I think, to, yeah, to be gentle with ourselves also, to be, I mean, to ask the right questions and inform ourselves and educate ourselves, and, but at the same time, be gentle and loving with ourselves and taking care and yeah and practices is just spend time in nature and for me it's always coming back through to the body and I do that through movement sometimes I just roll around on my floor and uh, give myself hugs or touch my body give myself a massage it's like really you don't have to have a certain technique or method you can yeah just really with such simple things get yourself back to the present moment and mm -hmm. yeah that's that's a definitely definitely a really good piece because yeah a lot of this stuff really spirals in our minds but um yeah as soon as we drop into our body and really even just laying down before you go to sleep or when you wake up and just taking those few deep breaths and really like checking in with yourself where you're at and um, yeah, more of that organic movement, like just, yeah, I definitely resonate with that too, rather than, I mean, some people find a, a specific practice or modality or um, whatever it is that really resonates, but um, there's also, yeah, just your body, your body also knows how it wants to be moved. So yeah, just listening to that, but I definitely agree with, um, yeah, getting out of the mind and into the body and then um, a lot more clarity can come from that place. Um, yeah, and I definitely also resonate with what you said about everyone has their, their own, I mean, everyone has unique energy and unique passions and some people are meant to be more on, you know, on the front lines in, you know, in activists and, and have that, that energy that's more conducive for, for doing that. Um, but then some people that would really be not not good for them or not what they need to do. You know, maybe they um, need to be a teacher or they need to like um, share and help the world in, in different ways. So, yeah, definitely agree with what you said about listening to um, what feels most natural to you in, in your way to show up for the world and show up for yourself um, positively. And, um, yeah, but I think <laughs> I'm curious what you think because, well, let's do like a hypothetical scenario. Like what would, in an ideal world, what would you like to see happen to, 
society um, because obviously it's very, yeah, there's, like you said, a lot of systems in place right now that we are almost forced to be a part of, whether we like it or not, um, regarding like driving cars with fossil fuels, like all of the, and, you know, obviously all of the electricity use, um, unless we all like transfer to solar or (laughs) wind and anyways, um, (laughs) right now we are all still reliant on these systems that do not serve the earth at the heart of it. Um, but I'm curious what, in an ideal world, um, what would you like to see happen to our beautiful planet? <laughs> How would you like us to, um, like, transform this society from where it is now? How would you like to see it happen? Mm. I know it's a big question, but <laughs> it's, it's interesting to think about. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, for me, underneath it all is this, um, yeah, just this love and respect for life. And I wish that we that we wake up to this wonder again and to to lose the fear of each other because I feel behind all these power structure and systems and you know some people being so rich and having so much of the resources like like so much they don't even need like behind all of this for me is this lost connection to 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 the essential things of life actually to to what do we actually need and so for me, it's really about this awakening to what do we really need? And that is, um, yeah, a healthy sense of community. It's a sense of belonging. I belong to this human community. I belong to the more than human community. And I think from this, all the practical solutions, they they can come. And um, yeah for me the most profound experiences were also on rainbow gatherings where you know you don't have um structures of this person is doing this and who he is doing this and she this but it um evolves every day from who takes care of what and yeah i i think underneath it all is a is this process of feeling responsible, feeling connected and having the courage to to step in, into this love and care actually. And yeah, at the same time, we need movements who um, that um, stop the big corporations and who stop the politicians who just don't take care and who are not in this space of connection. So... Yeah, step by step. Yeah, exactly. It will be interesting to see what happens to, uh, yeah, to life on on Earth. In that, I feel like a lot, a lot is going to change. A lot is already changing. Um, what do you feel about the? Um, I mean, there's a lot of information out there about that tipping point, I guess, where life 
will they say that life on earth maybe you know things will be too out of balance that you won't be able to get it back but for me personally i don't necessarily subscribe to that i feel like on a global like from an earth perspective the earth wants to always seek harmony the earth will always come back to her own balance <laughs> in whatever way like she is highly adaptable she's she's adapted to the way that we are treating her now and she will continue to in whatever way whether that means the structure of the earth is changing or whether that does mean that you know maybe the climate will change drastically also i know this may not be a, a popular perspective but like we take our lives so seriously as humans because we're you know we think that it's all about us but there is there's so much more going on obviously as you know in the natural world and um maybe like this is all one you know a big experiment really with humans on earth and maybe we failed and maybe we don't need to be here anymore <laughs> but i don't know i don't that might be a bit of an outlandish like perspective but i think there's a lot of different ways to to look at it and i don't feel like mother earth needs saving i feel like it's more the human condition that needs saving because she will always adapt it's more we need to come back into those natural um rhythms again and, and like you teach you know come back into that um core connection to to the natural world um that we've always had it's only been since uh industrialization that we've moved away from the earth and and thus have been destroying it more because we don't connect to it on the daily level anymore we don't connect to um you know our hands in the dirt anymore so i don't know um I think yeah it's just it's very it's going to be interesting to see how all of this goes but um do you think there will be a tipping point like how do you think about um I mean in terms of the resources that we're taking from the earth do you feel like there will be a point where we've taken too much and um life will be completely different or do you feel like we will adapt or you know whether life is different but maybe um uh, yeah maybe it's not all like completely doomsday like you know like we see in the apocalypse <laughs> movies and stuff like that like what do, what do you see how do you see it happening or could you speak to that in any way well i i don't think that any human or scientist can actually make a pre prediction about it um and i i don't really go there I mean, what I, I do is I observe what is here now and I very clearly hear the screams of the earth, like the warning signs. I, I also like to see the earth as our extended body. You know, we're not um, separated from it. So our own bodies, they give us warning signals through pain and symptoms when, when something is out of balance. And I feel this is happening with the earth right now so it's giving us a lot of warning signals and i don't know what what will happen and like you say i mean i have a quite radical point at the moment so i i don't know if humans will survive as a species and i don't know if it's good or bad if if they don't i don't i don't make a judgment about it and i just return to okay what can i do now and you know, this change is already happening and there are already so many 
beautiful no, new structures and ways um, rising and yeah I, I don't like losing myself in, in thoughts about what will happen because it takes away from, from what can be done now already and what can be experienced and what can be loved already and yeah I just act from this place of of presence and this whole craziness and discussions about it i i leave it up to different people if they enjoy doing it mm. yeah i know i completely agree i rarely like talk about or think about that sort of thing either but it's just interesting to <laughs> yeah to consider um <clears throat> yeah because a lot a lot of people are sharing that and i feel like maybe it, it like we were saying before, it can cause a lot of overwhelm and, and people feeling helpless and I feel like that's not the way forward at all. We need to feel more empowered and um, in our bodies and in our emotions and um, understanding how we can do our part. And, um, yeah, so I, I agree. Like I don't really think about the doomsday or <laughs> apocalypse things, but... Um, I really loved the perspective of Joanna Macy, the um, environmental activist I just uh, mentioned earlier. Mm, yeah, tell me more about her. Mm -hmm. And she points out about the power that lies in uncertainty, in, in not knowing. And this really brought a shift uh, to, to the way I, I see things too, because um, it's so much about perspective. I mean, when we look at it, oh shit we don't know what is going to happen and it scares us but so imagine we would know that the world is absolutely going <laughs> you know to die and it's going to be really really horrible then would that give us more power to act or more inspiration to act or if we would know okay somehow it's all going to be fine then would this give us more inspiration and motivation so i really love this point of of yeah understanding the the power of uncertainty and not knowing what will happen because everything is possible and yeah this I, I i feel a lot now and yeah she she offers methods of how also we we deal with when we receive new devastating messages uh, from the news and how we can, can connect in these moments that we, it's also, it, I mean, in the end, it all comes back to arriving again in the present moment and um, connecting with our breath. And then she, um, yeah, always refers to this change of perspective that we honor the pain and that we honor the grief and the anger because all of these emotions and feelings are expression of our connection to the rest of the world. It's because we feel with the rest of the world and the other. And if we um, see it as guides, then we can be grateful for them to be there. It's nothing we have to get rid of or we have to be ashamed of, or we can actually use it as, as a force. And then if we shifted that perspective we can ask ourselves okay now what can i do with this um, news i just received what is one small step i can take into action to get myself out of the overwhelm and this is like um 
she calls it the work that reconnects that is like this yeah like the circle we do again and again when we because it moves in circles you know we sometimes a new message arrives and we feel like oof this is like really painful to to receive and then we go through this cycle again and we ask ourselves okay thank you for being there the pain thank you for being there there the grief and what can i do with you now how can i take one first step out of it yeah this is like one method she offers and she has like several like rituals and methods and just impulses of how we uh, can shift our perspective and how we can get into action that is coming from a, from a grounded place. So her name is Joanna Macy. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone listening feels inspired, can connect to her work too. So if people are interested in um, connecting to the work that you're doing um, in your online gatherings and also in-person retreats and events that you hold. Um, yeah, how, how can they do that? Share anything you feel too about ways that people can connect to you and, and your project and um, mm -hmm. yeah, anything else? Yeah, so the most of my time I'm in, in South France at the feet of the Pyrenees, a very, very beautiful area. And this is um, where also the retreats take place. So people can find me there. And um, then I'm, I'm kind of moving back and forth to Germany, where I also come from. So oftentimes I also give workshops in Berlin or in more in the South in Darmstadt in Heidelberg, where, where I'm originally coming from. And yeah, and then there are the online sessions and yeah, you can just find me through my website and join the gatherings. And yeah, I would really love to have this um, community space growing, this, this web of support and exchanging about the difficulties of the state of our world and support and empower each other and yeah, explore together. What, what can we do? <laughs> mm, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm so glad that um, you have listened and continue to listen to the ways that you can support this movement back to the earth and back to community and yeah it's beautiful that you've yeah taken action on that and created a project that you you feel proud of and that you can create from and I definitely also understand the power of having an online platform to speak from I think it's really powerful to have that and um yeah I'm sure you realize it too um how powerful it is and 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 how amazing it is to connect with people from all over the world and, and how interesting it is that how that web worldwide web <laughs> weaves and, and the people you meet and um, end up connecting with and collaborating with. And I just feel like we're in a beautiful time of um, connection through these online worlds too, if we can use them positively, mm -hmm. like you and I both feel too. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really grateful to be connected to you through these online worlds too. And <laughs> I'm sure we'll meet in person at some point too. And I, I definitely really look forward to that. Like I feel really resonate resonant with um, 
you and everything you stand for. So, yeah, I'm really grateful that you um, were open to sharing your heart and your story and everything that you're doing. Um, yeah, today. <laughs> Thank you so much. And also for giving me the possibility to speak. And yeah, so lovely to exchange with you. Mm, I would love to invite everyone who is listening right now to take a few moments of silence and just connect with the heart space and the earth and yeah, just connecting with this question of where our individual place in all of this is and how our love can radiate out from this. So maybe just a few moments of breathing. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful place to to end on, definitely. Mm.